It's your boy Beach. It's your boy Bill. It's the gruesome twosome, the Bash Brothers. We're back at it. This is chaos on the rocks. Uh, we hope everybody enjoyed uh, what came your way over the course of the last five weeks. Um, again, big thanks to our boy Flanny uh, jumping on the last few weeks with us and uh, really allowing us to put out some great content with the uh, bracket Palooza. But we are back. Um, it is going to be a, another great episode in store here for you folks. Um, this officially, um, I, I can't remember the episode number here, Bill, but I'm going to guess it's like eight or nine, maybe, maybe 10 at the most. Um, bracket Palooza put aside, but uh, before we get into everything on the agenda here tonight, Bill, how you doing, man? Uh, I am doing good. Um, yeah, I believe this is actually our 16th overall episode, and we did six for uh, the bracket Palooza, so overall, that puts us at uh, the 10th non special yeah, episode. Woo! There we go. Um, but yeah, so. Glad to uh, glad to be back at it. You and me are uh, our usual BS. We're back on it. Um, hope everybody had a fantastic Labor Day weekend. Um, unfortunately, the shitty part of that weekend coming and going means that we are now uh, one step closer to darker days at four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, but. On the positive side, uh, football is officially back uh, with our Friday drops as usual. Uh, the NFL season kicked off last night as Tom Brady and the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosted the Dallas Cowboys down in Tampa. Uh, so the NFL season is officially rocking and rolling. The Patriots kicked things off in just two days. Uh, it's an exciting time. Don't let the fact that the sun sets earlier and earlier every day now, uh, you know, get you in a shitty mood. Um, throw on your favorite podcast here at Chaos on the Rocks. Grab a drink and let's get rocking and rolling. Uh, Bill, we got a jam-packed episode, but before we get into some of that stuff, uh, why don't you just give us a couple of your quick thoughts and a couple of takeaways uh, from our bracket palooza here uh, as we now have it in our rear view. Yeah, I think that the bracket review, or I'm sorry, that the bracket palooza was uh, good overall. You know, I think that we had some good wins. We had some good losses. I still think that Clue uh, had something criminal happen to it. Uh, I still also believe that um, Uno was a deserved winner. Um, you know, I've, I've been kicking back the idea back and forth recently of the decision between Uno and Monopoly. But I think that I've kind of come to terms with, with Uno winning, um, you know, and again, there was a few other matchups I think could have gone either way. Um, we appreciate all of the uh, buzz that's beginning on social media. If those of you who use the hashtag bracket Palooza. Um, and I also want to just say uh, a shout out to our boy shoe nice. Um, so now that it is a week old, there's no more spoilers about it. Uh, we had shoe nice join us on the pod via cameo to uh, give a little shout out to the bracket Palooza, give a little uh, insight on what he believed was a uh, top tier game in Monopoly himself. And he wished and blessed the bracket Palooza with the craziness that Shoe Nice can only bring. Um, Beach, were you surprised by Shoe Nice? Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was a nice little twist there. Um, I, I certainly wasn't expecting it. Uh, you know, again, thanks to, uh, thanks to shoe nice for, uh, for dropping in and uh, giving us that little, little extra bit of uh, inspiration that we needed going into the uh, final four. But yeah, that was a, uh, that was a nice little touch. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I, again, cameos are just such a funny, like fun little thing to do. Like they're very inexpensive and you can have them do some good things. And like I said, uh, the script I gave shoe nice was essentially, Hey, I do a podcast. We're doing this thing called the bracket Palooza. It's like a 64 team bracket where we decide board games on our podcast. Um, you know, like what's your favorite board game? Can you shout out beach and Flanny for having bad takes? Cause they do like, <laughs> yeah. um, and then he just took it and ran. I, so shout out shoe nice. It was that uh, was really cool. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm commish for uh, for a fantasy football league now that going on year three of running it, and um, I actually got a uh, got a cameo to uh, to kick things off. Sent it out to the league on uh, on Tuesday ahead of uh, ahead of our draft day because we drafted Tuesday night. But uh, but yeah, it was like you said, inexpensive. You know, especially if you're looking for someone just to bring like a little bit of humor, you know, a little bit of pizzazz, you know, just just lighten up the mood something like that a lot of those guys are on there just to you know put a smile on people's face oh you know you think about all these different people oh so-and-so is on there blah blah you know you can name the different ones and it at the end of the day a lot of them are actually using it you know to donate money to charities and this and that and it's not just going directly into their pocket but yeah it's definitely a nice little touch who did you guys uh use for your uh, we used uh, Big Jim Murray from uh, the afternoon program with uh, with Felger and Maz. He's uh, he's he's a riot. Um, it uh, it's it's a it's a good it's a good cameo or it was a good cameo, I should say. He, uh, he he's not a he's not a fantasy football guy, but uh, he definitely brought some uh, some interesting points up uh, up for it. So. Uh, big shout out to him. If you are uh, looking for somebody to use on cameo, go hit up big Jim. i will give you the best and uh, a good rate on him too, as well. I think I actually paid less for him than you did for shoe nice. So, um, uh, but yeah, uh, you were just talking about some of the general takeaways, but I thought, you know, the, the bracket was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, me and Flanny going out of, yeah, might've seemed like we were actually wanting to rip each other's heads off, but it was just overall, you know, for, for the good of the bracket, just try to make it entertaining for people out there listening to it. You know, again, thanks to Flanny for, uh, for coming out and, and being a part of it. We're definitely going to have to have him back on when we, uh, you know, when we do another, another round of those, but uh, that won't be for a little while anyways. Uh, you know, it, uh, it takes up, takes up a lot of time and uh, it's, it's very uh, time consuming when it comes to it. Um, but anyways, we're back at it. We got another uh, jam packed episode here. Um, but yeah, bracket Palooza is in the rear view and, uh, we got a full slate of topics, uh, that we want to get to here, um, tonight and, uh, Bill, we're actually going to start off, um, with something you brought up to the table here and, uh, McDonald's and their ice cream machines, uh, are now being investigated by the FTC, the federal trade commission. Why don't you take us through that one? Yeah, so uh, it was reported on last Wednesday that the Federal Trade Commission, also known as the FTC, is investigating why McDonald's ice cream machines are always broken, according to a report from the Washington Street or for the Wall Street Journal. Uh, it is reported that the FTC sent letters to McDonald's franchises over the summer asking what's going on with the ice cream machines. Uh, the FTC declined to comment on the Wall Street Journal's. Uh, report. However, the report says owners have complained about how complicated the machines are and that fixing them when they break is always very hard. Now, um, I myself have never worked at a McDonald's, but um, Melissa has told me before that they are definitely frustrating machines. Um, you know, I, going back and thinking about this, there's definitely been a couple of situations where I have gone to a McDonald's and I've just wanted some ice cream or a McFlurry or, you know, whatever you might get from McDonald's for ice cream. And it was just broken. It was a few. Yeah. yeah. You just get up to sad. the window. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's so ice cream machine's broken. It's so sad. Cause like you go up and like, you take the time to think, man, do I want Oreos? Do I want M&Ms? Nope. I, uh, I can't get anything now. Um, when you do get a McFlurry, is it an Oreo or an M&M one, or is it kind of just whatever you're feeling on the spot? So recently I've been doing both, because if you Ooh. ask for both, they'll give it to you. But I've always been an, an Oreo guy, because the problem Hell with the yeah, M&Ms, that's what I like to hear. 
the problem with the M&Ms for me is that they get so cold and like so it's like, hard. It's like biting a rock. Right, exactly. So like it just hurts my teeth eating it. And like they don't even like melt at all or anything, you know, because obviously the ice cream keeps them cold. And it's like, you know, I just like to enjoy ice cream. I don't really like to chew ice cream a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of got a little bit of sensitive teeth action going on. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of some some crazy times about being affected by this. I mean, I remember one time Melissa and I were driving back from Boston after going out one night and it was getting close to midnight and there's a McDonald's right down the road from our house that's open late night. And we were like, oh, like, let's go get McFlurries. Like, we really, really, really want a McFlurry. That'd be awesome. So we literally pull up and we're like, oh, oh if they don't have McFlurries or if they don't have the McFlurry she's not working, like, we're, we're not going, we're not staying. Literally, we pull up, ask for McFlurries. Sorry, no McFlurries. I'll tell you, two, like 12.30 in the morning, Bill, was not very happy about it. So it's actually funny that you you brought this up tonight because I was listening to I was listening to this uh, to the radio last week and I was listening to oddly enough ninety eight five and obviously it was a, it was a Friday heading into Labor Day and you know the regulars weren't in they were taking the taking the day off to really get the most out of their long weekend and some of the fill in guys was the one o'clock hour and they were just on there shooting the shit and they just happened to be talking about this exact story. They got guys calling in left and right saying, oh, yeah, when the ice cream machine needs to be cleaned, it needs to be shut down for four hours because of, you know, how it goes. So they're up they're up there talking, you know, they're bringing up different points, and it was just like, you know, at, at the end of the night, if you're going to a McDonald's that closes at, you know, say 10 o'clock, unfortunately, you're, if you show up, you know, five thirty, six o'clock, and you're want you're wanting McFlurry or you know a, a soft serve cone or something like that. You might not get it because people on the closing shift sure as hell don't want to be there after ten o'clock unless they absolutely have to be. Um, so if they're gonna have to, you know, shut down the ice cream machine, you got to go elsewhere for it. You're you're just shit out of luck. I'm just really con- like concerned at how complicated these could possibly be that they're so hard to clean and fix, like. So a couple of guys, I again, a couple of guys that ended up calling in, like the hot water that they put into these machines has to reach a certain point, or it's like it's gonna almost get to like a boiling point to kill all the bacteria and stuff from you know the milk and the dairy and all that and all that other jazz that goes into you know working with an ice cream machine. So I mean, hey, do uh, do better, McDonald's. Hire better engineers. So my thing here, right, and you mentioned it as well, um, have I been affected? Oh, of course I've been affected by this. Um, like you, you know, late night, you're out with some friends, whatever, you know, hmm, okay, what, what do, you know, is anybody hungry? Oh, yeah, you know, I'm kind of hungry, but nothing like, nothing over the top. You're not looking to go for a full-on four-course meal, Um you know, what about McDonald's? You can go get it. You can get a McChicken. You can get a, a fry, you know, and then, hey, maybe you're lucky enough and you get an ice cream out of it. You get a McFlurry. You get a soft serve cone, something like that. But, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times it's happened to me. Happened to me. Excuse me. It's happened at least more than a handful of times. You know, it's just, it, you know, it, whenever. And like me, too, I, I I'm not over the top when it comes to ice cream and stuff like i'll eat you know especially like during the summer i know people that are like oh yeah out for ice cream tonight oh out for, out, out for ice cream again like i know people that are out every day of the week going to get ice cream somewhere um but you know i'll have it every once in a while you know i gotta be gotta be in a mood for it but it certainly happened to me oh yeah i'm in the mood for an oreo mcflurry because me too very much an oreo mcflurry guy um show up at the drive through Sorry, ice cream machine is closed or broken or not in use. Okay, see ya. And then you drive off and you're out of there. Like, all right. And you either A, got to hope that there's another McDonald's close by, or B, just say, all right, well, guess I'm just shit out of luck tonight. And you just drive on home. Um, But, it, hey. Gonna have to keep our eye on this and uh, keep our listeners definitely informed here of what happens with the uh, with the FTC and in their uh, review into the um, 
the ice cream machine situation here. Um, but truly an important topic. Very much, very much an important topic. Um, but all right, well, uh, we'll plug along here. Got a couple other things we want to get to. Um, Bill, you mentioned a couple of times um, during the uh, course of the bracket palooza uh, that you were in the process of shopping for a new car. Why don't you uh, give the folks at home an update on uh, on that stance? So I actually bought a car last weekend, uh, last Saturday. I uh, went to a Toyota dealership, walked in. They had a uh, metallic silver 2021 RAV4. Um, test drove it. I really liked it. And I ended up buying it. Um, so shout out to my boy, Tim, working at the Herb Chambers of uh, Auburn Toyota. Um, definitely go check them out if you guys are interested in buying a car and you live in the Massachusetts area, New England area in general, I guess, too. I guess they're one of the few dealerships that have uh, cars right now, like cars in demand. Um, yeah, cars are hard to buy right now, but I'm glad I got mine. But one thing that really shook me about this car is, so when you buy the car, they, they have you download the Toyota app on your phone. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Like, what can the app do? And they were like, oh, you know, like when you get home, explore it, play through it, whatever, you know, figure out like what you can and can't do in it, blah, blah, blah. If you have questions when you come pick up the car next week, you know, let us know. So I'm digging through the app and I find this one setting or find two settings more particularly. And you can set it up on your phone that you can say, hey, Siri, start my car and your car will start. Or you can say, hey, Siri, I hope your I hope your car is not starting right now. I hope not either, because I don't even have it. (laughs) Um, And then you can also do like Siri, lock my doors or Siri, unlock my doors like I just thought that that was so interesting, like that we're at the point of technology can just literally speak to each other and do these like tasks thought so impossible to be automated, you know, like, like at some point in cars life, like nobody ever thought we'd never have like a keyless ignition until we made one. Nobody thought we'd have electronic locks until they made electronic locks, you know, like the technology for things like cars and just other electronics is just getting so much more crazy and crazier and crazier. And I just wanted to kind of just talk about how like in our lifetimes, we've seen the advancement of technology, like pretty, pretty quickly and pretty advanced at that matter too. You know, it's, it just blows my mind because I'm an engineer as well by trade. So, you know, being knowledgeable about how these things work, is just, whew. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at what even Amazon did with, uh, A L E X A, you know, I'm not going to say the name because I have one sitting here in my room, uh, <laughs> that, I, that I currently use as a recording spot, but, um, you know, don't need it to start picking up on things and doing different tasks around the house right now. when it's, uh, you know, the end of the evening, but, um, but yeah, it's I'll just say like, the name as Alexa since okay. I don't have an Alexa going okay. There you go. Um, but yeah, it's just like, oh yeah, hey, you know what you ask it, oh, what's the weather? And it tells you what the weather is for the day, it gives you a full breakdown if there's gonna be any chances of rain, you know, when before it was either you had to A watch the television and see what's going on, or B just look outside your window or walk out your door. You know, now it's like, oh well, I can plan ahead, you know, for the next three days just by asking this little round thing sitting in my kitchen area. You know, um, have it turn on a television. You can have it turn off a television, turn up the volume. You know, say you've lost your remote. Perfect example. You know, I tend to lose my television remote on a uh, pretty frequent basis around here. But hey, when in doubt, just ask the machines and they'll they'll do it. You know, Um, we're getting closer and closer to getting transformers, man, as cars. You know, it uh, it's it's closer to becoming true all i hope that is my uh, my truck becomes optimus prime robots in disguise autobots roll out um what was your favorite uh transformer i was never a big transformers person honestly never really liked the movies never liked the cartoons you didn't like the, the michael bay movies figures. no like not a big action movie guy to be honest 
What's your go-to? For action movies? No, for movies in general. Oh, I mean, like a comedy for sure. I am I'm I like a movie that either tells a story or just makes me laugh. Um, and like action movies, I'm not saying action movies can't tell stories, but like I like when the story is just kind of progresses, I, I guess, naturally in a sense of like just characters developing with emotions and words rather than like, you know, big battles and fight scenes that become genre defining or become defining for the character themselves. And again, that's coming from somebody who's a big pro wrestling fan. <laughs> um, you know, I think I just have gotten all my action fill from wrestling, you know, and I typically do as a weekly yeah. in and out fan to it. Um, you know, but I, I think that I just find myself gravitating more towards, you know, like a like an animated movie or like a, just a general comedy or like a maybe like a rom-com too, you know, like okay. just things that have the story naturally developed things that have you know like no over the top action that really makes the story what it is mm-hmm. you know and that, maybe that's just my my preference of how i like things but yeah not not the biggest action movie guy okay okay um what um i was just i was totally gonna ask you something here uh what when, when do you get your new car so the new car is either going to come on. So I'm going to go get it on Saturday. Um, they did say that they could possibly deliver it, which I'm going to really hope that they can. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, by the time that this podcast is posted, it will be one more day till I get my car. So uh, sure to check out social medias for posts on it. Cause I'm definitely going to post some pictures of it considering I posted pictures from the accident. So, okay. All right. Well, that de- will definitely have to, uh, keep our eyes out and uh and looking at that um got a couple other things here um one we're going to save for the end of the program um but bill i don't know if you uh are you a big simpsons guy i do like the simpsons okay um are you familiar with the uh the prank that uh that bart often pulls on uh what's the what's the bartender's name there uh mo mo Considering that the, the mo the bar is also called mo's mo's yeah i, I i'm not a big simpsons guy oh uh, uh, okay okay but um but yeah so you know all i know is that bart is a uh big fan of calling mo's tavern you know with with uh fake names and asking for you know different different people that are you know that are fictitious they're not they're not true or not, you know, real people, but, you know, he always gets Mo to go, oh, hey, is so-and-so here, you know, and usually gets a good laugh that he hangs up. Well, um, some people down in the state of Virginia decided to pull a page out of uh, Bart Simpson's playbook and prank a Virginia school board. Um, as Phil McCracken, I leaned over and... Ophelia uh, McCock uh, were uh, some of the names submitted uh, for public comment at a school board meeting. So the the uh, host of the school board committee is up there, you know, calling out all these different names. And, you know, there's there's nobody there. You know, um, Wayne Kerr was another one. Uh, Wayne Kerr was another one on key dick. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, um, but yeah, so it was, it was funny. School board member Roscoe D. Cooper, um, that's the gentleman that, that was, uh, that fell victim to this prank. Um, you know, he he was saying each person's name with varying degrees of accuracy. Um, all you got to do is search Virginia school board, uh, prank, and you'll be able to find the, find the video online. It was, it was, it was worth a good chuckle. Um, but, my, my question for you, Bill, is, um, you know, have you ever thought about doing something like this or have you done something like this to somebody? And uh, if so, what would you na- use for a name? So um, I myself have never uh, done this directly to somebody. I've been a part of the joke towards somebody else. So um, one of the people I work with um he was selling his motorbike on Craigslist and he was telling us about it over lunch. He was like showing us the post, this and that. 
So one of the other people we work with got a good idea and thought, oh, I am going to mess with him, you know, because he's like very serious about the bike. Like he like it, people he's been telling us about how people on Craigslist are sending him just kind of like completely ridiculous offers. Right. Like people people are just like absolutely like being complete jackasses. So he goes on Craigslist, creates an account under the name Lou Sassel. Says to sound like Lou Sassel. <laughs> so the best part though is like is like again, it's Lou Sassel. So like unless you've said it really fast, you don't think of it. So he comes into work next day. My friend's selling the, the bike and he goes, man, I had this one fucking guy like giving me all these bullshit things. He said, he's asking for like a thousand dollars less for the bike. And if he can get it delivered to him and that he wants to take it for a test drive before he rides it on the highway. And that like, he is like, he like said that he's a fast driver and that like, he like plans on like doing all these crazy things to the bike. He's like, it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Meanwhile, like, we're all like, Oh, like what's the guy's name? Like, would you mind us asking? And he was like, the guy's name is Lou. And we were like, Lou, like Lou, what? And he was like, Lou Sassel. And we started giggling. Right. Cause like, we hear it. We know it's like thing. And like, he literally exclaims it's Lou Sassel. Right. So after lunch or as lunch progresses, Lou starts sending some more messages. And at some point he realizes, Oh, it is somebody in the office. Cause again, we were giggling about it. Like he knew that we were being like, like jokesters about it. So he gets up, uh, and in the middle of like everybody's cubicles, he just screams out. All right. Which one of you is Lou Sassel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was a workplace thing? That's even it was funnier. A workplace thing. Literally gets so frustrated about it that he just gets up and screams it. And at one and at that point, like we all knew that the jig was up, right? Like the joke has officially like peaked. Nothing is gonna get it's better. Run, than it's course, that. Yeah. So we name our work. Our work like group chat was called like Chasterton Swap Shed because like again, like a lot of people were buying and selling stuff on Craigslist, so we call it the swap shed. So we renamed the group chat to Chesterton Swap Shed with Lou Sassel. <laughs> oh man. And Lou lives on an infamy. That's funny. Um, yeah, I've never I've never done it to anybody. Um I've thought about it. You know, you get those like spam things, you know, spam phone calls or whatever, something like that, you know, telemarketing, you know, for, Oh, Hey, your, you know, your car policy is, is expiring in 30 days, you know, give me your contact information. Um, this, that, the other thing I, I've, I've thought about it, but you know, I've never actually done it. Um, if I was going to, I guess I'd maybe think about using the uh, name Haywood Jablomi. Um, I, you know, it's one of those, you know, oh, hey, leave me alone, you know, um, don't, don't bother me with any of that stuff. And, um, but, uh, again, I just, I just think what, uh, you know, and I'd like to know whether it was some of the, uh, some of the high schoolers, you know, at the Virginia, at the, at the school district down in Virginia, um, and how they, uh, how they managed to get away with it. And, and if, if they were found, you know, if, if somebody found out who they were and uh, had any uh, repercussions for it. Um, but if it, it, I, I just, I thought that was, uh, thought that was pretty interesting and definitely warranted a, uh, a chat here between the, between the two of us here. Um, all right. We got uh, two more things that we want to uh, want to get to here tonight. Um or while we have you with us, um, Bill, I know you're a football fan, uh, but are you a college football fan? You know, I never have really gotten into college football. Um, growing up, you know, probably when I was about like 11 to 13, I started really exploring college football a little bit more as kind of like an alternative to the NFL, just because that's when I was really like in my heyday of like, I love football. I can't get enough football right now. Um, so I became a quick, you know, Alabama fan. I became a quick Ohio State fan. I became a quick, you know, obviously like Florida State, you know, just because they were good at that moment in time. Go too. Like, right. Like I was just a big, like popular team fan. I have since kind of like smoothed out who I like and who I want to root for. You know, I've become a Penn State fan just because they've overcome a lot in their program. Um, Notre Dame fan just 
only because I'm Irish and because my my whole family loves Notre Dame. Um, I still like Bama. Um, I like I just like the Bama coaching staff. I like Dude, how you sound like a bandwagon run. hopper. I am. I mean, like I said, like I I kind of just legit was for like a very long time of my college football fandom. But no, I, I and I've always liked Notre Dame now. And you know, again, I kind of have become a Penn State fan just because of of what they've come over. And there was a kid in Groveland who paid who played for um noted or for penn state last year and i went to the nfl his name is uh pat fry i believe he uh, knew my roommate in college so we would watch penn state games and he'd be like yo i know that dude he's sick and then he got drafted this year okay well um so my question for you is you know take out the alabamas take out the penn states take out the florida states you know take out the big name programs right College football is officially back. Last weekend was the first full-on weekend. You know, lots of great games. Um, you know, all the, all the big-name programs are back. Um, but my question for you is, what are a couple of, couple of like, random slash, you know, unique spots that you'd like to go and see a college football game at? I feel like I'd like to go to Cal Poly just because, like, I've, I want to see what the school looks like, too, you know, as, a, as an engineer by trade. And, you know, you always hear about some of, like, the interesting players that have come out of Cal Poly. And, like, you see how much fun that the players have during the games. Um, I think even, like, a Washington. I mean, granted, after their game they had the other day, I don't really know how many Washington games I want to be watching right now. But, um, yeah, I think going to see the Huskies play would be pretty interesting. Okay. Um, so, I mean, again, for people out there that aren't familiar with me, I am a, a diehard Florida state fan, um, tough opening weekend, um, as they lost in overtime to your aforementioned Notre Dame, uh, fighting Irish, uh, game that went into overtime. And honestly, that game shouldn't even have gotten to that point. Notre Dame was up by 18, um, at one point in the third quarter and all of a sudden took the foot off the gas. And, you know, allowed Florida State to kind of creep back into that ball game. Um, so, I mean, obviously for me, going down to uh, Bobby Bowden Field at Dope Campbell Stadium, that's, that's number one. You know, but if I had to pick, you know, a couple others, um, and we're talking like real unique here, um, I'm going to go West Point, number one, go to the United States Military Academy. Um, then I'm going to go to Laramie, Wyoming to see the, uh, the Wyoming Cowboys play. They have one of the best backdrops in all of college football. It's just a big picturesque uh, mountain mountain scene behind uh, the west side of their end zone. Um, it's, it's an unbelievable scene. Um, and then if I had to pick a third one, uh, I'd say uh, the Smurf turf in uh boise idaho where uh, the boise state broncos play just to just to say you know I've that's gone a good one too i've gone and i've seen a a blue uh a blue college football field that's a good um, one too you know it's it's a unique one i remember way back when uh my dad used to have season tickets to boston college football just solely for the being guaranteed a ticket for when uh, florida state came up because you never used to be able to buy um the single game tickets for um for the florida state game um but so he would he would get the season tickets and go to that i remember one year maryland when they were still in the acc maryland came up and bc ended up beating them and maryland was poised to go to a bigger ball game whatever if they won the game and bc ended up beating them and their chances of getting a bigger bowl game dropped. And all of a sudden, you know, rumors started circulating that they were going out to the, the, uh, the Idaho potato bowl. They were going to go play on the Smurf turf. So people started chanting, uh, you know, Smurf turf, Smurf turf, something like that. Just to, just to try and get under the, the skin of the, uh, the Maryland fans that were, that were in attendance. But um, I mean, there are just some great spots this, you know, to go see a college football game, but I, I'd go West Point, 
uh, Laramie, Wyoming to see the Cowboys and then uh, Boise, Idaho to see uh, the Broncos at number three. Um, but I mean, I, my boys are back. They, uh, you know, they gave me a little bit more faith in the season last, uh, last weekend. Um, then, uh, then I think a lot of people might've hoped for, I was getting texts from people. Oh, Florida state's not going to stand a chance. They're going to get blown out, you know, and here they were going toe to toe with the number nine team in the country. And they took them to overtime in the first game of the year with the coach that was in his second year at the helm. So, um, certainly some, uh, some big things coming for that Florida state program, um, in the coming years. All right. So as somebody that doesn't really, isn't a big college football fan. So who do I want to watch this year? Then that is an FSU. Um, if I'm new to the sport, like if I want to re get into the All right. So if you want to get, if you want to get into it, um, let me pull up. Can I still follow my guys, Penn State? Yeah, oh yeah, they uh, they they had a big weekend. Um, they, they went did. on the road. I they went on that. the road to uh, Madison, Wisconsin, and beat the uh, and beat the Badgers in the opening weekend of the year. Um, so they they got some things coming up to shoot for them. Um, but let's uh, take a look at some of the other notable teams. Um, in the uh, in the top twenty five rankings, um, I mean, so so for college football rankings, what's a good like, um, what's a good ranking to be to try and make sure you stay near the top for the playoffs? Well, the top four automatically make the playoffs. The top okay. four are in the college football. Well, playoffs. I meant I meant more like like if you get to 10 or if you start at 10, is it very possible for you to climb up to that number four spot? Yeah. You you know, if you take care of business and win all the games that you should, you know, like last night, if, if Notre Dame lost that or last weekend, I should say if, if Notre Dame lost that game to Florida state, they would have plummeted in the rankings and their chances of making the playoff would have been killed drastically. Um, and it, w- it would have even been funny, but, um, but yeah, I mean, for you, if you're looking, you know, uh, again, it all depends on the style of football that you like to watch. I mean, some teams are more, we're going to run the ball down your throat, you know, and, you know, see what you can do, see if you're able to defend it. And then you get teams like Ohio state and Oregon, who who is a high power offense. You know, um, it, it really, it really depends. You know, the SEC is always, always good for having some, you know, notable, notable programs on the, on the rise. I mean, LSU is actually struggling this year. They're, they're, they're and one. They went on the road out to UCLA last weekend and lost, um, in a game that a lot of people thought they were going to win. Um, but I mean, you can, you can never go wrong with your with your Penn State's, your Ohio State's, Alabama, you know, the, the bigger name programs. Just just because they're always going to be there, they're always going to be interesting to watch. Um, oh, you can you can become a fan of my squad. You know, there's always room on the Seminole bus. Nah. <laughs> wow. I thought that uh that silence there was going to, uh, you know, you were trying to think of something intelligent to say, but you just respond with, nah. Yeah, it was intelligent. Um, <laughs> it's intelligent for me to say no. All right. <laughs> oh, touche. Okay. Touche. Touche. Um, so with, uh, with that in mind, Bill, um, what do you, what do you say uh, we get set to wrap this one up? Um, keep it a little bit shorter for the people this week. Um, you know, kind of just buzz in and out, get back into our usual routine. Um, you know, allow the people to re-familiarize themselves with what we bring here every day. Again, this is a great time for us to, uh, plug our socials. You can follow us on Instagram at chaos on the rocks pod on Twitter at chaos, O T R underscore pod. 
You can find me on Twitter at Ian Ball. Bill is at B. Amin. You can also find him on Instagram and Twitch at What Do You Mean TV. Uh, the streams are back up with our boy Bill. Uh, he is back on that grind. You can follow him there, and he'll give you his full-on schedules. Um, anything else I missed, Bill? Uh, no, I'm happy to be back streaming, though. Uh, shout out to everybody that watched it last week. Had a lot of people tune in, so I'm hoping we can never retain the viewership. All right. There you go. So, again, follow us on socials. Reach out to us there. Um, let us know what you want to hear us talk about. And, um, you know, we're always open to chat with you guys out there as well. That way it's not just a one-way street and you guys always having to listen to us. Um, but with that in mind, we have one thing left on our uh, – on our rundown here for the week. Um, and it just, it just wouldn't be right if we didn't um, discuss this bill. Um, it's not going to be an easy thing to talk about. Um, again, with our Friday releases um, tomorrow, will mark the 20th anniversary of the September 11th attacks in New York city. Uh, Washington, D.C. at the Pentagon and in uh, Shanksville, Pennsylvania, as well, after the uh, a few brave members of that United 93 flight um, fought back and uh, took over that plane again to save who knows how many other countless lives um, that day if, you know, if they didn't act the way that they did. Um, over the course of the last few days, personally, myself, and again, if you have uh, the chance um, do yourself a favor go to Hulu even if you have to register for a free uh, seven day trial no free ads here but I'm going to plug it just because this this um, this was so worth it there's a documentary series in partnership with Nat Geo and the 9-11 Museum and Memorial in New York City um, it's called 9-11 One Day in America it's a six-part series, and it breaks down all the events with stories and foot unseen footage directly from people who survived that day. Um, the first episode starts at seven o'clock in the morning. You know, it's a bright, clear day. Everybody going about their usual. Uh, usual activities and then the last episode ends roughly around like midnight heading into September 12th and you know it was it, it was a tough watch I'll tell you that much right now I mean I, I never I never personally had family or friends that were directly affected by this I can consider myself very lucky that day but I know that there are many many people out there that know somebody or knew somebody who knew somebody else. You know, there was, you know, three degrees of separation from them to knowing somebody that was lost that day or knew somebody that was lost that day. Do yourself a favor, invest the time and watch the series that is on Hulu. Um, it's, it's a tough watch. Um, very emotional, very raw. Some of the stuff that you watch and some of the stuff that's seen on there. Um, but especially for people like us, Bill, we're right on the cusp, right? Where we weren't really old enough to know what was going on. But over the last, you know, 20 years, there's been enough that's come out. and We've been able to just read about it and, you know, maybe through secondary and, tertiary memories that are built up and you know in the back of our heads kind of just puzzle little bits and pieces of things together um you know and i just it, it wouldn't be right if uh if we didn't at least take a little bit of time out of uh out of this episode to um reflect and just remind people that that they will never be forgotten you know, um, and just the countless lives that were lost and the countless lives that were saved, you know, due to just people being good people 
and wanting to help others for the good of the cause and seeing people in a time of desperate, desperate need. Um, Bill, I don't know if you have any takeaways, any thoughts that you want to, that you want to share towards, uh, towards this. Um, no, I mean, it's again, one of those topics that's very, uh, difficult and tough to talk about. I mean, I, I don't know whether it's a, a good or a bad thing necessarily that we were so young to not really remember the day as, as well as many others do. Um, you know, for me, I was about four years old. So um, unfortunately, I don't really have any, you know, core memories of the day. But, um, you know, obviously, I, I do just remember they're a lot changing, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, things becoming more secure, a lot of, you know, threats towards terrorism is very, you know, a very big deal and a very real thing that, you know, Americans started to face. And, you know, it kind of just showed us that there are scary things out there in the world. And, uh, you know, being a little kid during that time, again, you're, you're kind of none the wiser to it, but, you know, growing up, I've come to learn and respect. And as you said, appreciate, you know, all the actions made by people who saved lives, be it first responders, uh, you know, people on the plane who fought back, um, you know, and just anybody else who was a hero that day. You know, um, so everybody who has been affected by that, of course, the chaos on the rocks pod has you guys in mind with your you know, thoughts and prayers. 20th anniversary is it's quite a crazy thing. Yeah, to it's, think it's 20 years ago. Have um, have you had a chance to get down to New York City and see the memorial and or the museum that they have? No, I've actually never even been to New York City in general. Yeah. OK, um, so you're same, same boat as me. But, you know, it's. It's like beautiful. People, I've, people I've like, seen oh, yeah, plenty I of want, pictures. People are like, I want to go to, I want to go to New York City to go to Times Square and go shopping and do this and do that. It's like you're losing sight of the bigger picture here, people. You know, when I when I think of New York, like personally for me, want if I was ever to go down to New York City, the number one, you know, spot that I'd want to go and you know pay my respects and you know just take it all in would be at ground zero and just see the the uh eternity fountains that they have where where the towers used to stand and then go you know take in the museum and you know just look and just get a feel of you know one one thousandth of what it was like in that city that day you know and in, in, in that area i mean again just watching some of the stuff in that series just watching those towers fall and the rubble and all that stuff. It was, it, it just engulfed blocks and all of a sudden it went from a bright and sunny 70 degree day in New York city to, you know, you're inside buildings and it's, you're looking outside and it's, you're thinking it's 10 o'clock at night just from all the smoke and dust and everything coming down from that day. But that that is that is number one for me if uh i ever get down and you know i'm sure i'll get down there at some point i mean it's not a not a far drive from us at all it's a very easy easily uh doable trip for us to get down there and and um just take it take it all in take a look around and just get a feel for some of the things that transpired that day and you know just look at the names and just count ourselves lucky that um, we weren't on the bad end of things when it came to that day. Um, but w- with that in mind, again, we, we do send out our, you know, again, our deepest condolences and thoughts and prayers to anybody that's out there and thinking about everything that comes back in a, in a flash when this date on the calendar comes around every year, you know, um, just just let it be a reminder that those that were lost that day, their memory isn't what happened that day. The memories are in the photos, in the photo albums, and being with their friends and their family and their loved ones and the smiles that they brought to other people's lives. And that day is, is not who they are at all. Um, with that in mind, Bill, uh, any closing thoughts, anything you want to uh, bring to the people here before we uh, part ways for this week? Um, no, I mean, I, I think that, um, 
I'm happy that the pod at least is, is getting back on track itself. Um, you know, again, a uh, heavy topic to end the podcast with, but, um, you know, regardless, well, we hope that your uh, Labor Day weekend was great. We hope that, um, you know, with what's coming up this upcoming weekend, you take time to give thanks and hug your loved ones a little bit closer, tighter. You know, all of us on the Chaos and the Rocks pod are definitely going to be doing that. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, I uh, kind of want to go to McDonald's and get a McFlurry now. But uh, other than that, all I right. think uh, I think this episode might be a wrap. I, I think it is as well. And um, again, we, we're thinking of everybody out there. Um, again, we appreciate everybody coming along for the ride. Glad to be back and uh, back in business here with uh, with Bill as we are back for another great week. Again, find us on socials, find us on Twitter, and uh, definitely don't be afraid to reach out to us and um, bring whatever you want. You know, bring the hot takes, bring the cold takes. We'll accept them all, and you'll be judged as an equal here. Um, but that'll do it for this episode. For Bill, this is Beach. Remember, life is always better with a drink on the rocks. If tomorrow talk to you guys later. all Bye-bye. the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I'd thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Cause the flag still stands for freedom. And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up next to you And defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the U